The Underdark is a gamer's favorite. But in my experience, it isn't given the treatment it truly deserves. Now, I've been on many an Underdark campaign that feel like a dungeon crawl, or even worse, a journey to the center of the Earth-style campaign. Don't do that to the Underdark and your players. Your Underdark campaign needs atmosphere. It's five things to remember that add atmosphere to your Underdark campaign this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Scott, turn the lights on. Why? No, keep them off. It's it nice. looks better this way. <laughs> he's, he's going for atmosphere. <laughs> he turned yeah. all the lights off. Ambiance. I got my dark vision on. Yeah, it's uh, lose a tiefling. It's a little known fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to have some excuse for the horns. Yeah, yeah, like. Um, Besides like those, just being an evil bastard. Little, like satiry <laughs> types horns there. Satan-like? Yes, yes. Very much. So. I've been known to be called Satan once or twice. Yeah. It's uh three or four times. Your wife is right. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with her. Smart boy. Dear, if you're listening, you're right. <laughs> if um if I may, I'm pretty excited. We're a, a about a week out from our February thing. By the time by the time people listen to this though, we would have already gone and come back and uh, been on, probably completed our first of many liver detoxifying <laughs> regimens. But it's... Uh, now, we're referring to our week-long that we've mentioned yes. many, many a time. Uh, our week-long has become a recording session now. It'll be the last one. Yes. Though, because we have all sorts of changes. Like, next year... When we go away, it'll be our traditional week long, which is pretty exciting. So we'll be back, you know, with the guys hanging out. No recording, just gaming. Just just gaming. Gaming, eating, and drinking. Drinking. Not necessarily in that order. And um, watching Lou make an ass of himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't make an ass of myself. And uh, Notice the pause. Yeah, Rhodey Sin will probably fall off something, as is tradition. He's been falling off shit. For the past 15 years. I've seen him lie on the floor him. and still fell off. Yes, he fell off the floor, which yes. is a feat. Wrap your head around that one. Yeah, you have to actually <laughs> see it. It's hard to describe, but he is... Um, I'll give you a hint. <clears throat> Stairs were nearby. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you're a lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... Inside jokes. Love it. Yeah, the roadie sin experience is something that we are fortunate enough to have for... Got a long time, a long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, hopefully many more. But um, you got a little taste of Rhodey Sin on an Acorns journey. We have a new something coming up that we're going to record. <gasps> we do. 
we do, we're going to record uh, the first of what is going to be a trilogy the week we're away, and then mm-hmm. we're going to continue that out. I'm sure it's going to be a jewel of a time. It's going to be it's going to be fun, and we have some of the players that you're used to, and we have some that you're not. New voices. New voices. Yes, we're and a couple, one or two new players. Um, one novice player and one brand spanking new player, like fresh out of the packaging. Yeah, we can't return her. We can't. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't want to. <laughs> no. Either. Yes. <laughs> either one of them. Either either one of them. Yeah, we have. I don't know how this happened. We have somehow convinced girls to play D and D with us. Uh, something I haven't been able to accomplish in forty <laughs> years of gaming, and, and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing yeah. that you were able to get a yes out of one of them just because of the way you asked initially. <laughs> yeah. Um, before you ask a question of someone, I always ask it over and over in your mind a few times, and then out loud just to just to hear. Um, how it sounds. So how did this conversation go in the beginning? Oh, I got a look from the passenger seat. <laughs> hey, I just texted this. And I went, yeah. you did what? I, I was, <laughs> yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Do you know that has more than one meaning? Well, please continue. Well, we were on our way back from recording an Acorn's Journey, a DMD story. And we we're talking about what we were going to do um, next. And... We we're like, let's do another one because this was really fun. But let's let's do something a little bit different so that our listeners can kind of travel with us throughout our homebrew world. I'm mm-hmm. Like we went to the Wilderin, right, and showed you the Wilderin, and we hope you had a you had a good time there. the um, The atmosphere there is pretty chill, and the wine's good. So we wanted to go take y'all somewhere different, another part of Hymerin. So. We decided we were going to do that. And then I said, well, why don't we mix it up a little bit as far as like players go? Because I know a couple folks that I've known for a long time that I'm extremely fond of. And one of them has just started playing D&D. And that's my good friend, Chelsea, who I've I've known for a long time. She's she's a wonderful kid and she's going to be awesome. And you're going to you guys are going to love her, too. And then I said, you know what? You know who would be awesome? My friend, my friend Nova, you can check Nova out over at Finding Nova on the TikTok. Finding that Nova, finding that Nova on on the TikTok. So I said, Bill, I'm gonna, I'm going to reach out to my friend Nova. She's awesome. You're going to love her just like I do. I think she's wonderful. He goes, I'm going to text her right yeah. now. So go ahead and do that. So I sent a text, and it said, Hey, weird question. Have you ever done any role playing before? I said, Well, this is what I texted her, Bill. And he, I almost went off the road. He, he looked at me <laughs> while he was driving, and I'm thinking, you need to put your eyes on the road. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That has more than one meeting, you know. And yeah, he goes, so, and it was this blank stare, and I almost, I actually seen the light bulb go off above his head. So I, I said, um, like D&D and stuff. <laughs> Quickly texted yeah, yeah, the second and, text. And, uh, and Nova, Nova said, no, but I'm willing to try. So she's going to join us and it's going to be it's going to be awesome and it's going to be a really good time. Mm-hmm. So you'll get to meet Chelsea and Nova. 
which is cool. And Lewis will still be with us. And so will Bill and uh, Frank Vieden. And a few other voices. A few other voices, like our, our our buddy Jared and Marcus. Marcus was supposed to be in an Acorns journey, but he had some some stuff come up, so he wasn't able to. But you can you can listen to Marcus and the rest of the Acorns Journey cast on the Battle for Birch Grove, which is like a prequel. That was all of our practice sessions. <laughs> to get people we're still trying to, to figure out what we're doing yeah and uh so lou has been editing that and uh frank Vieden is going to add the mastery of his you know sound effects and everything and it'll be a good time and that's going to air it's like a six episode run after an acorns journey yes. and then we're going to start a new uh a trilogy and uh, a little bit later Ben, uh, Madri fame, is going yes. to go ahead and, and uh, join us all over again. So I'm pretty excited about that. And there's going to be, like, more stuff. And y'all get to meet everybody before we we, we launch. Yeah, there'll be the a few one. introductory things that we'll do. So Yeah. And um, you can also be entertained by me trying to use the right pronouns with with nova who i've already botched a bunch of times <laughs> now but i'm trying really hard and i'm bad at this and nova's very understanding because she knows i'm old they know i'm old but go check out finding nova on, well, well the good part TikTok. is you're gonna you're gonna soften it because um, i have no hope whatsoever but we're I, gonna have I'm, I'm too old for to be following that kind of stuff we're gonna have a good time and it's it's really cool because we have a bunch of veteran players of, of various years of experience. And we have a novice player who just got into D&D maybe like a year or so ago. Right. And Nova, who's brand new. Brand new to D&D and everything. Brand new to um, the role-playing and... TTRPG role-playing. TTRPG. Yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a well rounded table. He still turns red when we bring that subject up. I was just, <laughs> just about to saw his face flush. I was like, oh, here it goes. I've got it was... I've got a big mouth. My foot always ends up in it seems. <laughs> but uh, fort- fortunately, the people who know me are, are well aware of my uncanny ability to put my foot in my mouth, and are tolerant of it. And and actually, they find it endearing. Have a little fun with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> So that's that's the story. So we're talking about the Underdark today, and it's it's been a long time coming, right? We've been doing this um, almost. I've been like, are we in our third year? I think we're just starting our third year. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So and we're, we're well, actually, yeah, we're coming, we're coming up on our third year anniversary. Yeah. Okay, and then that means like the next year is four. That's how it. Yes, something like go. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so how you, numbers work. Yeah, yes. it's been. Uh, <laughs> it's been. We started May or June of 2020. 20, June twenty twenty. June. Well, we started June 8th, but our first episode aired June 21st. Yeah. So, yeah, like three years. And we haven't really talked much about the Underdark, so it's a long time coming. Because it's scary. It's it's scary, right? And But it's this thing that's, like, fascinating when to I say gamers. When I say scary, I don't mean it's – well, it can be – it should be spooky scary. But I think it's – for a lot of DMs, it's daunting. It's it's scary. very it's very daunting it, because it, it's not something you should just jump into, like, hey – I'm going to do an Underdark campaign. You you need to 
it's very different than running like a Lord of the Rings style hex crawl type of right. type of game. It's almost like a rite of passage for DMs and players alike, right? Every gamer's got their own bucket list, but there's some things that are always on it, right? Slaying a dragon, um, taking a ride on a spell jammer, and and certainly like journeying into the underdark. Every DM wants to run an underdark campaign. Every player wants to play in an underdark campaign at some point in time, but it's atmosphere is what is like the difference between a meh kind of underdark campaign and like a really, really good one. So atmosphere is one of those things that as a DM, you really need to give some consideration to. It shouldn't be just a dungeon crawl in the dark. Yeah, right. Right. You know, and, and unfortunately I see it that's how I see it run a lot of times. A lot. You know, and certainly there's elements, right? There's some crossover elements to that, right? You gotta have torches and other lighting sources, you know. You have to have supplies and you got you got you're not on an expedition. But really that's kind of where it ends, right? Um you're going deeper and deeper and you're like into the bowels of the world to a, a whole new place. Whole new place. And that's that's what you need to do to make it like really good and memorable is add atmosphere. And there's a few things that you can do to really ramp up that atmosphere to make it stand out from other campaigns. Yeah, because like our first talking point is, it's always dark. Yeah, and you know, it's implied in the name, right? You're <laughs> yeah, you think- under dark. You're underneath something, and it's dark. There's there's no there's no light. Or, or there shouldn't be, like, radiant light sources all over the place. Right. Yeah, you'll have your luminous mushrooms and stuff but yeah they're not gonna well maybe in certain cities but for the most part if you're just crawling through it's dark because that just gives you and and you don't realize what absolute darkness is like i mean i've I've done a little spelunking i've you know if you've gone into caverns or or stuff like that inevitably they find one spot they make everyone stand still and they turn off the lights and the darkness is absolute Absolute. There is virtually no light source. And when you're in absolute darkness and you get there's like no source of illumination, there is there is a feeling you get. And it's not a good one, right? So you want to you want to make sure that that feeling is conveyed to the players. Mm-hmm. That unease. That I can't see what's coming. I can't see the little crawly, squiggly things. I don't know if there's something above me on the ceiling or on the wall next to me. I don't even know where the wall is or where the ceiling is. The only reason I know where the floor is is because I'm standing on it right now, but, but I don't but know But that where very it next ends. step. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and I think you got to keep in mind, just because you have dark vision doesn't mean you can see in, in total darkness. No, because dark right. vision is grays. is grays, and it also has to work on heat sources. Yep. Well, if you're underground... It's 56 degrees. And if, there's, and if there's nothing around throwing a heat source, your dark vision is not. The only time I think the underdark was, I'm not going to say the only time, but I the only addition that I know that uh, being in the underdark wasn't too bad is when you had infravision in second edition. Correct. I don't know if it was in third or fourth because I didn't play those, but there is no more infravision. No. 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 And in, infravision was very handy in settings like the underdark, but. You know, if you were a human, which that, a lot of, that's probably that one of the most played classes. Yeah, that or races. races. And to, yeah, and to that this day, help. it still is. Yep. To this day, over fifty percent of the play the people play humans. 
because that's what they're familiar with. Well, well, they I think that's because there's also they get that bonus feat right from the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's an incentive mm-hmm. as well. But a lot of people, you know, well, what does an elf do? What is this? You know, especially your newer players may have a tendency to gravitate towards a human because that's what they know. Yes. And if you're wondering what it's like to be an elf, you can always listen to our episode on playing the races of the realms. And nice, then I'll give you a little nice bit of insight. Yeah, thank nice you. Plug. Not bad. Yeah, good good job. You're talking about that sensation that, that you want to you know, convey. Remember when you were a kid and you got sent other to the attic or the cellar and it was creepy, it was creepy, but as you were leaving with the lights off, it always felt like there was something you right behind, behind you. And all of a sudden yeah. you're step up the stairs and you don't know why you're running up or down the stairs to get out of the attic or out of the cellar. It's that feeling. All that, the time. That you're trying to convey all the time. I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, how how can you describe that feeling? And, and I'm thinking about it. It's like, you know, as, as a little kid, you know, it's like that, that go, I had to go down to the cellar and, you know, do the laundry and it, especially at night and then the lights are off, you shut the lights off and you got to go up that last few stairs. It always felt like there was something right behind you. And for you're what, waiting for it to grab your ankle. Yeah. You know, or something. The, yeah. Cause, uh, at my house and my parents' house, the lights weren't at the bottom of the stairs. They were in the middle of the room. Yeah. So you had to go pull the string or do something. Exactly. And it was yeah. never failed that I went down there after watching a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when I was younger, you get that feeling. And finally, I was like, you know something? It's a cellar. I'm down here all the time. There's nothing here. So I ended up staying in the cellar that night. And my parents were like, why are you sleeping downstairs in the cellar? And it's like, because... Every time I go down there, it feels like something's watching me or going to chase me. And to be honest with you, I'm going to see what I can do about. So basically, I confronted my fears. I think I, I think I was maybe 11 or 12. And since that point on, I've never had that sensation again. Just spent the evening down there, and just like you know, there's nothing down here. Spiders. That's about it. And I don't mind spiders. But yeah, it's it's always dark. Better hope someone has tremor sense or devil sight. Yeah, well, tremor sense. Well, they're, I was going to say more pop, you know, more prevalent, but it's not. No, they're not. Neither, <laughs> it's not, one, neither of one of them are. Yeah. Nope. The, the other thing, remember, it's there's um, there's nothing green in the underdark. Yeah. Yeah. N- no. No grass. No, no grass. grass no leaf leaves. You know, uh, stuff like that. Trees. Well, even your moss and lichen's going to be gray or brownish or brownish because there's or no chlorophyll. <laughs> It's all being done through chemical transference. It's not being done through chlorophyll, so there's no green. So it's it it conveys a very alien kind of feel and vibe, you know, when there's no no plant life anywhere. Well, it's got to seem weird when you have you have infravision, dark vision. I keep, now you got me stuck on infravision. Damn it! When you have dark vision and you're looking around and all you see is grays and various shades of grays, and then you light a torch and everything's still gray. Yeah, the walls, the ceilings, the floor, the plant life, some of the, you know, the skittering things that are that are out there, all gray or gray, black, or brown, pasty white, you know. And if it is a bright color, run the other way. <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably not not going to be a good experience for you, you know, if it's something brightly colored, you know, um it's going to send your druid into fits. Yeah, and what 
what do you do as a druid? Yeah. You know, what's edible? What do I recognize? You know, that's a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and to kind of convey that like danger and stuff, having you know, having like pack handlers and hirelings with you on your expedition to carry the extra supplies and stuff. Um, our fodder for the perils of the Underdark, uh, you know, uh, uh, lost footing and someone, you know, falling over over the edge of a chasm or or blundering into a nest of some stinging something or mm. or eating, you know, something we don't know if it's good enough for healthy for you or, or dangerous or whatever. And then you find out and have like, one of your pack handlers die a horrible death. Well, going back a little bit to what Bill said, you know, like having a druid down there or even a ranger now, you got to remember they're taken out of their element. So they do not, or they may know things that are closer to the surface, but once you start getting deeper, they're lost. They're just as lost as everybody else. I think your only hope for them is they have probably a better skill set to identify what is safe and what is not. Because they're going to, you know, all right, well, I'm just going to take it, scratch the back of my hand a little bit, then rub it on there. And if it irritates it, okay, that's not something I want to touch, you know, or little things like that. They're going to have, they're going to have the procedures down to determine whether or not it's going to be something that you can safely use for whatever or not. Mm-hmm. But as far as identifying them, they, they don't have a shot. You know, they're, they're going to be cataloging as they go for future reference. Yep. Not necessarily to bring back to the service, but to use later on because the Underdark's big. Well, and not only that, it's very confining. It is. Yeah, everywhere yeah. you go, it's a tunnel. Yeah. You know, there are no fields. There are no expanses. Well, you may, you may hit your, your large caverns, but most of the time you're going to be in tunnels. There's mm-hmm. varying degrees of confinement, yep. Yep. you know, and, and you could have to to traverse a, an area. You, you may have to squeeze in between a very small spaces and have that claustrophobic kind of feel and you as a dm have to be able to convey that uneasy feeling um and then you know what do you, do you take a goliath with you to the <laughs> underdark they're probably not going to make it very far it seems like a great idea because they'd be able to hold back all the monsters until they don't fit anywhere so. yeah so what are your what are your underdark parties going to be going to be made of prime primarily i mean would it would make make sense to have halflings gnomes you know, elves, a slender, smaller uh, races, you know, maybe tabaxi or whatever have you. But the the big, you know, humans may not be a good be choice. You're looking for a lot of alternate routes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to keep that in mind, too. There's varying levels of confinement. Now, how do you handle that, that cr- creeping through the little small spots, whether they're vertical or horizontal? You got to take your pack off. And either tie it to your ankle and drag it behind you or push it in front of you and hope you don't push it over a cliff. Yeah. Uh, so how, do you, how would you determine whether or not the player is claustrophobic? I think it's probably a, a safe assumption that there's going to be – everybody's going to be claustrophobic to a point, varying degrees, is whether mm-hmm. or not they're going to – how they're going to – how they're going to handle that. And I think um, I think there would have to be – some sort of role involved, maybe. Um, well, the three wisdom. that come to mind: it, wisdom, intelligence, or constitution. I, but I would, it, I would do the constitution along with survival. I don't think I'd do constitution. 
because constitution is how well you can hold up to adversity, right? This is this mm. is a mental test. Yeah. I think and, wisdom all day. And, and intelligence is what you do to learn new things, and wisdom is the retention. So it, you'd have to go, all right, this is something I've never tried. So it's an intelligence saver. It's like, all right, I remember in my past having, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and it's all been bad. So there's a wisdom save. So you you have two different avenues, at least the, the way I look at it. I think I'm inclined more because it's a new experience to go with an intelligence save, but that's my preference. And then, okay, depending on how well they they make or fail, then you can throw your survival in there to say, you know, okay, I'm going to use my survival to to get me through this, um, unless the fails are horrible. And then you have an, a situation where it's the smallest person in the, the party could get through there with no problem at all, and they absolutely refuse to do it. They refuse. They're they're sweating. They're 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 sitting on their heels. They're rocking back and forth. They're crying. They're having an emotional breakdown because they will not go through that. And you don't know why. And there's a whole story to be, you know, that the, the player or the game master can come up with. But I think I would go with an intelligence. I mean, low DC. They gotta you gotta keep yeah. them moving forward. Yeah. But hey, a one is a one. Just something to convey that that sense of 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 dread and uneasiness to them. Because once someone fails, you know, now the party's gotta especially if they fail inside, yeah. You have to coax them out, you know, or, or get them to move forward. And, and that is, you know, that, that, that could really build the tension, especially if you're in a situation where you're trying to escape from, uh, a scouting party of drow or duergar. Yeah. And it's like, we need to make it through this crevice. And this is the only place we really can hide. You just lost your shit. Yeah. You know, you need to, <laughs> the rest of us need to go through. Yeah, Claris got her hand clamped over his mouth because he's ready to start screaming. Yep. <laughs> the half elves got him by the ankle and he's dragging him through. There's that 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 tension. You know, and it's almost like the um the madness kind of thing mm. in Call of Cthulhu. Yes. And and I think it applies pretty pretty well to this. Just not just in the confined areas, but throughout the entirety of the underdark, because you're in this pitch black environment. What happens? If you run out of torches, or your torch, torches you're get going to. damp, yeah. Yeah. or you have a lantern, or your lantern lasts considerably longer than your torch, what happens if it's broken? Yeah, it falls. You you run out of oil, or you had to leave your pack behind you because you wouldn't fit through the hole with you, and your oil's in the pack. Yeah, or it was, or it was separated from you mm-hmm. for whatever you had to escape real quick, or it fell off. You know, someone fell over a crevasse and reached out for you grabs your pack and the only way to, you know, it just basically peels it off your back and they go over the edge. You know, one of your, your, your carriers, they go over the edge with your backpack. Yep. Full of essential gear, torches, um, oil, food, healing oil. kits. Yeah. All that stuff. There's, there's no, there's no allies that you're aware of. Right. So it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's something that, you know, the focus should always be on that that sense of dread, that confinement, that, you know, that willpower to push forward, especially as you're squeezing yourself through these small crevices to try to, in hopes of getting somewhere, you know, bigger where you can like stand up or, and, and walk upright, but you don't know. Right. You could, you may be forced to crawl for the next three hours. Yeah. And, and I would, I would even say, you know, there should be some, some sort of check to see if someone gets like lodged into like a crevice and they can't 
they can't get out. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that panic begins to ensue. And you got to get the whole party to kind of back up because it got so small. So now they have to wiggle their way through in reverse. You know, and now other people are getting stuck in there and, and there's a lot of panic ensuing. And this, you know, this person, this character might be slowly like building up to a real moment where they, they just lose their shit. Interesting application for acrobatics role. Yeah. Yeah. For contortioning and yep. stuff like that. And and not everyone has a higher acrobatics. Right. Right. So it may come out to grabbing someone by the ankles and just tugging as hard as you can and hoping you don't mangle them up too bad while you're pulling them through. Mm-hmm. And that goes to say, it, as we know, it's always dangerous, but to add something new and dangerous uh, to the old. Yeah, it's a new environment, right? So throw some new dangers in. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they're they're easy to come up with if you really think about it. You could be going through one of these smaller tunnels, and tunnels do collapse from time yep. to time. You mm-hmm. can either have it collapse behind them, just not immediately behind them, but just so they know that there's a sense of danger, have it happen at the beginning. So this way they can hear the rumble coming up, and now they know they have to keep going forward. Or or they've come to a, a Y or, or a spot where there's two or three different egresses. Yep. And as they get down, all of a sudden they hear, they hear the collapse behind them, but they don't know if it came from one of the other tunnels. Mm-hmm. from that. So it's there's like, okay, do we even have a place to go? Or if we do maybe the way we came in is blocked and now we we're forced to take one of those other pathways. So you can add that in and keep in mind, you're not the only things trapped down here too. Yeah. Some things you may be familiar with are now down here in the dark, scared, pissed off, hungry. Yeah. Stay away from the old standbys, you know, orcs and and goblins and stuff. Yeah. It's, um, done to death. Dig through the monster manual for things that the player characters haven't encountered before. You know, like um, an umber hulk or a cave fisher or the boule. The boule. Yep. Um, uh, the fungus people. Yep. The uh, myconids. Yep. Is that what they're called? Yep. Um, and really, and this all depends on what what your table's comfortable with. Um, my our table is. Pretty much anything goes, you know, with yeah, the reason. for the most part. Um, but bring that sense of dread and, and danger to to the table. The uh, drow are not are not like other elves. They're they're mean, warlike. Yeah, they're vicious and convey that. You know, and maybe the the players, you know, come across an area that um, the drow have pretty much raised and and there's uh bodies strewn all over the place and there's you know drow kind of torturing for fun and and executing the rest of you know like the deep gnomes or whatever mm-hmm. um let them know that you know the drow and the Dorgar are are formidable and and dangerous and sadistic and cruel and all sorts of bad things so that they know, well, we a we don't want to we don't want to get involved in a fight with them, and and b they're they're probably not going to take prisoners, 
And even if they do, we'd probably be better off dead. Right. Um, well, I mean, both those uh, races, species, however you want to call them, are, are very xenophobic. So if you're not one of us, you're you're not one of us. And you are either a resource or an impediment. Yeah, and and either way, it's going to suck for you. It's going to suck for you. Whether or not you're seen as a, a resource means, you know, uh, a life of servitude for the drow, and that's not good. Nope. Or um, an impediment that needs to be removed. Or dead. Yeah. And probably not in a pleasant fashion. Um, that is never pleasant. Yeah, there's varying degrees of unpleasant trees, though. And the same goes for, for the animals that live down there. You know, they're... Um, they're they're not warm and fuzzy. They're not kind. It's a it's a dangerous place for them too. So they're it's you, eat or be eaten. Yeah, you're probably going to be dealing with a lot of ambush predators that are just all of a sudden going to drop down from a ceiling. Right, you're working with multiple dimensions too, just like with underwater stuff. Yep. yep. Um. So you you really have to be on your on your alert and taking out some pack handlers and watching them be devoured in front of. The PCs is a good way to really convey that sense of danger. Like this is, you know, a bad idea. No matter how much we're getting paid, it's not. It's not enough. <laughs> At some point, your party should go. This wasn't worth it. Yeah, we should leave Roy. You know, yeah, he was captured, or you know, his expedition <laughs> was lost. But you know, I never really liked Roy all that much. I didn't like him enough to get eaten. Like, you know, Bob the pack handler just did by that like cave fisher that you know ate him alive. That sucks. Let's go back home. Right. Or that flock of Sturges. Yeah, the, the Sturges. <laughs> Sturges. I love Sturges. Or even does what, uh, like, even if you get into a big uh, cave, does the lag might creature? I forget what they're actually called. Piercers? piercers. Is that what yeah. They're, yeah. yeah, they're piercers. And you have, I think they're envelopers as well. And the cloakers. Cloakers, yeah. Cloakers yeah. And, yeah. and ropers. Yep. Yep. Um, and I keep thinking of Three's Company, the ropers yes. that live downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, Anybody over or under 30 won't know what the hell I'm talking about. 40. <laughs> um. But the other thing is the the environment is is an a, is alien to the surface of, dwell, of dwelling creatures. Yeah, it's different. It's very, very, very different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not just geographically where you're constantly like in entombed in, in this, this rock, this stone, but... Um, it's everything operates kind of differently. Well, there's there's no time scale. There right. is no day and night. Right. And that's going to be huge because you're going to lose track of time. Yeah. Unless you have a means to do so or your your intelligence is giving you some kind of skill or, or ability to track time, you're going to have a difficult time figuring it out. So you're going to be traveling further than you think, longer than you think. Or shorter. Yeah. You know, or, well, a lot of times it's the adrenaline mm -hmm. is running. So you're, you're, it's the fight or flight right, type yeah. deal that's that's running rampant through your system. Your adrenaline, every noise is a, is a threat. Uh, you the confusion's there, so time can slip by very very quickly. And you're now you're starting to run into the issue of um, exhaustion yep. and levels of exhaustion because okay, they just went eighteen hours straight. The but game, the game master knows this. Yeah, you know, we're looking for a place. Okay, um, you're looking for a safe place to sleep. Is there anything chewing on you now? Nope. 
that's the safest place you've found so far. Yeah, and it's not to say, uh, I meant to say this earlier, we're talking about like, you know, really tight, confined areas. You, I mean, for newer players, you don't have to put them in such tight, confined areas if, you know, your first time running this. You can put them in, in big cavernous areas that lead from one to another, but all those dangers are still going to be there. Right. Yeah. Every single one of them and more because now there's more room for your predators to roam. Yeah, the right. big ones. Yes. Yeah, that's a like your boulet. Yeah, your big spaces. Yeah. All right, something's eating so many things, and now it can't get down yes. the tunnel. So it's stuck here, and it's going to eat everything that comes here because beholders, beholders. Yeah. We got an episode on those too. We do. Check it out. Yep. Beholder kin, as well. Yep. And how do you how do you uh, communicate with the intelligent races? Down, yeah, there's down very, very poor chance that you're going to speak the same race unless they've had spies or are doing some kind of trade with the surface. It, and that very well may be, but if you, when you run into that small contingent of soldiers, yeah, who's to say one of those are going to be able to speak your language? Pre- pretty slim. Exactly. Right. Maybe one of the higher-ups. Yep. But, yeah, the grunts? Yeah, nope. probably nope. not. Yeah, uh, language, culture, very different. Oh yeah, I mean, you could be, you could be found by some uh, drow. Let's say they're not really super hostile, but you could do something, not realizing you did something against their cultural beliefs, and now they just become yep. super hostile. Well, what? But about your major there? Oh, I can't understand. All right, I'm going to cast comprehend language. Yeah. And what do they see? A brand new party, and one of them's casting magic. Yep. yep. A bunch of bunch of magic gestures, and yep. and then it's like hostility because they don't know, right? Yeah, you know, you're casting in this tongue, while they cast that same spell. Yes, their tongue is different. Yep, and the the that's the just gestures, the verbal. Yeah, the, you know, the, the, the semantics are made. Yep. The material components are going to be different because you're dealing with different resources. Yep, so. gods are different, very different. <laughs> right, Loth and and all those those others um, that they worship, um, very very different. Um, it's a it's a hostile environment, so it breeds hostile cultures. It's it's dangerous. You have to be tough. You have to be strong. You have to be resilient. What's and, survival of the fittest? Yeah, and that's when, and, and when right first, to the core of yeah, things. When we were talk when we first started talking about this, I was automatically thinking. Dark Sun like because it's survival. Yeah. You yeah. gotta bring the right supplies with you. Just because the air is breathable or there's air doesn't mean it is breathable because it could be brimstone down there, sulfur, pockets of methane, yep, it could be anything. all kinds of stuff. So, you know, you have to have, you know, if you're going in with a, a let's say a new group of people, take baby steps, walk in, find your way out. Keep going a little further every time because mm-hmm. you want to keep your campaign or whatever your storyline going, but your end game is down further in the right. thing. Um, this way they can remember, okay, now I got to bring this. Mm-hmm. Now I got to get that. But there's always something new that you don't know what you need. Yep. Yeah. Well, we haven't even discussed back to up towards the surface. It's very easily could be some, uh, several water sources yep. that flood tunnels. Yep. Yeah. And, and that certainly is um, an ever present danger. Which leads to what's living in the water, what's in the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, is the water itself safe? Well, that's a, I mean, if it's a, again, I'm going to go to the to the bigger caverns, just because it's a pool of water, you 
know, you could have an abolith down there. Yeah. That means you're you're totally screwed if you go in that water. <laughs> you you now become a slave. Yep. Um, it might be just be a pool of acid but for all you know. If there's that. I'm gonna stick my hand in there and see if the water's safe. Okay, you now have one hand because the other one just basically burned off. Yeah, most of your obscure creatures that are not used on a daily basis mm-hmm. will be down there, and they're sinister. Yep. You know they're mean, they're nasty, and and that's great because they should be. Yeah. It it should be it should be frightening all the time. Varying degrees of, of 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 fright from all out horror to something terrifying um all the time. There should be some feeling of uneasiness and discomfort because it's such an alien environment. That it is. Even stuff like what do I do? You know, after a few battles, your armor is going to be all banged up. Your your clothes are going to be torn. Where are you going to find a blacksmith? You can't go to the next city because you <laughs> don't know where the next city is. And even if you did know where the next city was, there's no guarantee they're going to be nice at the next city. Right. You're dealing with um, yeah, high humidity and water often. So all your metal is going to start rusting. Rust monsters, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and if you're if you're there long enough, you're gonna come out looking like a totally different person, right? You're gonna be yeah. pasty white. You're gonna you're gonna look like you're gonna look like the player behind the character, the pasty, <laughs> pasty white gamer, you know, the neck beard maybe, uh, because you haven't shaved. A little um, emaciated because you haven't eaten or drinking very yeah. much. Yeah, because you have to ration your food a lot more. Yep. Unless you, unless like I said, unless you start going down there on short trips, you know what to eat, what not to eat. Right. But you have, um, you have a chance of bringing some of stuff up to the surface and testing yeah. it. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be considered. Just instead of just going, oh, right, I'm going to go from this uh, hallway to that hallway, uh, and I'm going to kill this monster. Do I find his lair? It's not no, that no. easy. You got to remember, there's no, there's nothing to really muffle your sound of your movement. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, It'll echo down the hallways. Yeah, the so caverns, things are always going to be coming. There's no rain just to to block out any of the sounds. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on, and yes, you still may with all the humidity, and then the coolness of the place too. Yep. At places you may hit fog, so you can't see if there's ground in front of you sometimes. Right. So it all it takes is one little warm pocket somewhere for whatever reason, yep. and next thing, like you said, you have fog, and you're always cold. You're always wet and cold. Well, not necessarily wet, but cold. Yeah. Now, once you get wet, you stay wet. There's no sun to dry you off. And it's not like you can start a fire. Where are you going to get firewood? There's yeah. no wood. And, and, and just, a pile of torches isn't going to do you much good. That's an hour. And that's not going to dry anybody off. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We oh, haven't yeah. talked about the other stuff. Mm. There's a lot to the to the Yeah. Yeah, okay. we'll have to yeah. we'll have to talk about some more underdark stuff. Yeah, absolutely. This is fun. I like the underdark. And that's five things to remember that add atmosphere to your Underdark campaign. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.